Good morning and welcome everybody. You are listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network wherever you are in this amazing country called Australia. This is the breakfast show, positively different radio in the morning. You are with Lyle and... Mon, good morning, Lyle. How are you this morning? Oh, do you know what? can't believe it. I was late again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. That's right, I wasn't. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. You were late yesterday. Today, I was Today, totally on time. Today, you are on time. I mean, I think I will be. <laughs> I'm planning on being totally on time. You sounded confused. <laughs> I'm more confused. That's because this is a is delayed today? broadcast. Is it yesterday? Which day is it? Oh, it's the delayed broadcast. We're, we're alive on Thursday, the 5th of July. But you're probably listening to this, dear listener, on another day. Maybe the 6th of July. Maybe the 7th. Friday, Who knows? Saturday, Sunday, yeah, you never know. Monday. But do you know what? Don't stress. You can actually jump across the live show very easily. Oh, so much better. Oh, it's so much better. And uh, you can win prizes. You can answer the question of the day, all that kind of stuff. So the, the way you do it is you go to our website, which is faithfm.com.au, press play on the live stream, or you download the TuneIn app, which is super easy to download and it's free. You get the free version. Search for Faith FM Australia. And once again, just press play. There you go. Simple as that. You cannot get it more simple than that. And uh, of course, what have we got? We, we know what what's coming up today. We yes. have we have an interview today um, Such a from interview. the owner of a pub. I know it's probably one of my favouritest interviews ever. We don't we don't usually um, have pub owners. Yeah, because you know radio. we're not into alcohol, not at all. Yeah, so why are we interviewing? No, a pub the pub owner? with no beer. Oh, the publican, the publican. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk to the lady who owns a pub that has no beer. They're going to serve, I think, ginger beer. Yeah, ginger beer on tap. Which mm-hmm. sounds amazing, just PS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to go to this. This will be the only pub that I ever go to. <laughs> and uh, and a vegetarian restaurant. And a health food bar. And, and uh, that's not all because it's actually oh, a big we're front. We're giving too much away. We're giving too much away. It's, it's a great a, story. It's just a big front because there's something else going on behind the That's right. The all, of this, all of this is a front. Yeah. Including the garden at the back. Including the garden. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bad, Indeed. but it's not. <laughs> yes, we do have a great show coming up for you today. And uh, we have some good news. We have some wonderful fluffy news and some... Yeah, searching good news, things that are found quite surprisingly. And, and some controversial news and as well. some controversial news There's as well. There's some terrible things happen in Australia sometimes and I just hang my head in shame yeah. that uh, such awful things could happen in our country. Um, we're particularly going to talk about um, the guy who protected uh, Archbishop uh, Wilson who protected the notorious pedophile James Fletcher who uh, has just been given... Uh, you know, well, anyway, wait we'll and hear. Wait, wait, mm. wait, wait it, it, it's just... And mm. also, P.S., we have decided that we're going to have a waffle breakfast sometime coming up soon at Maitland Meet Church. Meet the presenters. Yeah. Meet the hosts. Saturday morning waffles. Show. So stay tuned. We'll hear more about all about that.
That was Selah with Standing on the Promises of God here on Faith FM. And as we begin our positively different breakfast show, as we always do in the morning, we are going to share with you the first clue for the quiz. Has it gone up on social media yet, Mon? Not yet. Okay, so no sneaking ahead of the time ahead of it this oh, time. But in the next song, I put up like three clues. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was distracted by cute animal videos. You'll have to pardon me. <laughs> so today's uh, your quiz. Weekly dose of fluff. <laughs> and they're just so cute. Today's quiz is another what book. Am I quiz? People are quite enjoying the what book am I's. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think because you know there's only 66 options, so mm-hmm. it limits and it. And usually you can eliminate one of the testaments in the first yes, clue. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, okay, so clue number one: the author of this book exhorts us to be imitators of God. New Testament. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not the Gospels. Do you know who it is? I am close, but not. <laughs> if you could give us a call at 1-800-FAITH-FM, that's 1-800-324-843, and tell us the answer before Lyle knows for sure, we'll give double prizes. You can beat him to the answer, double prizes. The clue again, this author exhorts us to be imitators of God. Mm. All right, you know the answer, you know the number, give us a call. And Mon, what have we got for our daily dose of fluff this morning? Okay, okay, okay. So first of all, before we, before we do fluff... I want to tell you about something actually quite extraordinary. Uh, so there's a woman who was – she spent seven years searching for her sister. Mm-hmm. So she was uh, adopted. Um, this is actually in Wisconsin, speaking of your family in Wisconsin. Mm. Um, she was adopted as a baby. She knew she had a sister and she knew the sister's name from her adoption file. Um, Dawn Johnson was the sister's name and this lady's name is uh, Hillary Harris. Um, but she couldn't find her and she spent years trying to track down her, her lost sibling on the internet but had, you know just couldn't, couldn't find her. And would you believe one day a couple moved in next door to them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and the woman's name was Dawn. And she was also from the same town in Wisconsin. Um, you no. know, yeah, no kidding. And for a few weeks, uh, Hillary Harris and her husband joked about, ha, 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 maybe that's my sister because her name is Dawn. Um, but they didn't know her surname. And then one day a delivery of roof tiles arrived um, and she had to sign for it. And she saw that Dawn's last name was Johnson and she started to shake um, because they both have, you know, curly blonde hair and blue eyes and she was beginning to wonder. And so she went over when um, Dawn came home and started talking about who, who her father was and discovered after seven years of searching, her sister had moved in next door. Oh, isn't that amazing? Moved in Now, did next the other door. sister know that she had a sister? Yeah. Well, she said um, she said it clicked for her when, when uh, Hillary explained it to her. She was raised by her stepfather and she had first met her birth father when she was 18 but she'd never thought about whether or not he had any other children, but it did make sense that he had. So she, she'd never sort of considered that she was not the only child of her biological father. But yeah. Oh, wow, that's such an that amazing cool? story. That's sensational. Yeah. It's, you know, and I was reading this, and like they're now inseparable, and they're just, you know, just enjoying sisterhood. You know, they said that it's like a missing piece to their puzzle, and they fill so many voids in their life. But this. Reading this, I was just gobsmacked about how this reminds me of people who like they go off to find themselves. They go off to like find God and find out what it is. And it was like the whole time he's right next to us. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to go anywhere. Don't have to go anywhere. Is, God is right here all the time. <laughs> Wherever you are, you can just say a prayer and God will hear you. Like absolutely you know, instantaneously uh-huh. on the spot. That's it. That's it. We don't have to do these seven year searches and try and. And if you want those voids filled in your life that exactly. you're wondering about, that's where to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go to God. 
God because there is a God-shaped hole mm-hmm. in every person's life and only God can fill that hole. Exactly. It's, it's you know, I think there's so many people who like, they, they I don't want to say that they go off the plot, but they, 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 they get rid of their lives and they go to India or Tibet or something to you know, find some sort of form of spirituality in the whole time, you know, they didn't. Why is it Why is it the people who can't find themselves go to India and Tibet? I know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but if you, if you want to. Go to those countries, God, they don't actually pray. strike you as being yeah. necessarily the most enlightened no, countries. no. Anyway, anyway, some more good news coming from uh, the states. Great, great countries, I should say. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely developing countries. Yeah, yeah, correct. More great news coming from the states. The University of Memphis has been um, moving forward and being a an example, and they've decided to make tuition free for spouses and children of fallen armed service members. So any mm. war veterans, if uh, if they have any kids or or, or spouses and and um, they've passed away, uh, the family is now um, allowed to do their entire um, tuition for free. Oh wow! So they used to receive five thousand um, dollar grants or mm-hmm. scholarships, um, but now that they can do the entire degree. Yep. So which is you know important because uh, you know often when men um, you know they die and they leave behind wives, it's like often yeah, wives that's with right. kids they're, and they're the, thrown straight into yeah. um, you know single parenting, single parent mm-hmm. home, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I grew up in a single parent home. I know what that's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it can be very challenging. Yeah, and especially if you know the mum then has to suddenly be you know be provider and mother and all, all the roles rolled into one. Mm. You know, it's easier if she has like you know an education that she can you know use to to get a job or something. So so it's actually quite great, and uh, and also you know. The kid doesn't have to worry about that anymore. That's one less stress for them. So, yeah, it was a wonderful thing. I, I do wonder if we have something similar in Australia. Now, time for Fluff Lyle. Okay, I knew it was going to come sooner or later. You're sitting here watching Fluffy, cute animal. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, the fluff of the day is going to happen. What have, have we you, got today? Have you, we had fluff of the day yesterday with Fiona, but Fiona wasn't fluffy. She, Fiona wasn't fluffy. She was not fluffy. She was adorable, but she was not fluffy. <laughs> and if you haven't, if Fiona you haven't hippo. celebrated Fiona the hippo's first birthday, check out our social media on Facebook. Is the full length video? It's so cute. You get to see her being born and taking her first steps and her first little paddle around the pole. <laughs> so cool. Um, have you heard of the what the fluff challenge? No. It is so adorable, Lyle. Just go on, on any any search engine and look it up, right? And uh, and what it is, is owners with their dogs, right? So they have their dog in front of them and their dog's looking at them. Mm-hmm. And then the owner holds up a blanket in front of them, almost like a Oh, sheet. I have seen this. So you can't see the owner. And the owner sort of like, you know, puts it up and down for a second so the dog can see that they're behind the sheet. And then on the last time, they sort of like throw the blanket in the air a little bit. And then as it's sort of like coming down, they could yeah, be yeah. duck behind a door. Uh-huh. So when the blanket falls, it's like they look like they disappeared into thin air. And the dog's are like, what? 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 And the dog's are <laughs> all confused. And like, I mean, some of them just sit there and be like, that was lame magic show. <laughs> but some of them go hunting uh, for their owners. But none of them have hunted for their owners as much as the video I'm about to show you. And I know that- Okay, how are you going to show this video on radio, Mom? You do realize that this is not how radio works. I'm going to describe it, but I'm also going to post it on social media so we can all have a look at it, right? (laughs) (laughs) But this is going to um, maybe take you and I to task a little bit because you know how we have our opinion about cats? Hmm. So someone did this trick on a cat, right? Okay. And the cat has been the most caring response out of all the fluff videos. Is that so? The cat just immediately loses its mind. The cat's even mind. had that kind of DNA. It just goes hunting, looking for its owner. It's so you can just feel this cat's concern. I'm gonna play it for you. And so I, I'm a little bit ashamed because, like you know, I'm always like cats don't have uh, you know big enough brains to care. 
<laughs> Which they or enough? No, they got big enough brains. They just have enough uh, care. Yeah, that's right. Because okay. right, we're so Mon's, se- Mon's trying to play this video, and of course, it's not working. It, of course. But, okay. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. So it's a beautiful black cat. Actually, that's a magnificent cat. And uh, there, the person disappears, and the cat. His tail is twitching. He's panicked. And Look he's off, at him! And he's off. looking everywhere. He's trying to tear the he's, wall down. He's exactly. He's trying to climb the walls. It goes on for a while. So to, I'm going to stop it there because because the owner doesn't actually come back into view. But he's running around the house. He attacks the wall that he thinks stole his owner. He's just like, "Give me my owner back!" And he's like scratching at this door. It's it's actually really heartening. I didn't, I, honest to goodness, didn't know cats could feel like that. There you go. Yeah. How about that? Maybe that one is part dog. <laughs> Masquerading as a cat. I'm going to put that up on social media so you all can have a laugh as well. I have a couple more stories, Lyle. There's so much good news happening. I'm sure you've heard um, about the World Cup and uh, Japanese um, Japanese team. Yeah, which out. was kind of sad for the yeah, Japanese. Yeah, they lost to the Russians. Would you believe... Pretty exciting for the Russians. I mean, yeah. they started out as major underdogs. Yeah. And, you know, winning in your home country. I know. That's got to be yeah. pretty sensational. Yeah. Anyway, they um, they have uh, – Jap- Japan has now flown home, of course. And uh, before they left, they absolutely cleaned their dressing room until it was spotless. Mm-hmm. And then they wrote a thank you note in Russian to the Russians. And oh, isn't it, that awesome? And left it sitting on their sitting on their counter in their uh, – on the dresser in the, uh, in the dressing now, room. Now, that is good sportsmanship. Yeah. And – Excellent A little bit different from what happened in the basketball the other day. We won't <laughs> talk about that. And not only that, but check out these pictures. Japanese fans, the game's over. They linger back to clean up their area where they were sitting. Why like, can't the rest of the world be I like know. this? I know. And the whole world has now turned attention on the, the respect and the politeness of the Japanese people. Because, you know, mostly when people leave sporting arenas, they leave a huge mess. Oh, look at what we have in Australia. It's oh, disgusting it's and disgraceful. So the Japanese, obviously, they all sit in chunks. But before they left, they took the time to clean up, put all the rubbish in the bin, got plastic bags, cleaned it all up. Amazing. Yeah, that's a, that is a uh, witness Very to the, the world. We're going to listen to some uh, Alison Brooke before we come back with more news with the song Circles. Playing circles around my head I can't believe another word they've said So I tune my ears to the voice Of the one who's never lied My Jesus Christ Love and hope 
Welcome back, guys. That was Alison Brooke with Circles here on Faith FM. Must be time for another uh, clue for our quiz there, Mon. Yes, indeed. This is our What Book Am I clue. And I, I was just trying to read it out, and I, I read it out wrong, and it came out really bad because um, I missed the keyword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so our next clue is a quote from this book. But among you, there must not be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. If you know what book that verse is from, give us a call now. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. Hmm. Yes. Two clues down. Confusion. Come on, people. We've got to get this before Lyle gets it. We'll give you two clues. That wasn't. I mean, two prizes. That wasn't the King James Version. That's my excuse. Oh, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Whatever, Trevor. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay, so uh, let me see what's coming up in today's news. Of course, we have... um, the confirmation that Archbishop Philip Wilson, um, the highest-ranking Roman Catholic ever to be sentenced for uh, child-related matters um, and found guilty, I should say, has just been sentenced to six months of Netflix. Are you serious? Six months sitting on his couch living at home. It makes me sick to my stomach. For for protecting the most notorious pedophile priest uh, probably that we've ever heard of, uh, James Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And this is the message that we're sending out right now. And, you know, I want to know this morning, is there anyone, is there a single solitary person in the community right now that agrees with what this magistrate has done? Yeah, good question. And, 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 and wants to call in and to defend yeah. what this magistrate has done. Here you've got, you know, hundreds of victims who've been given a life sentence. Mm-hmm. By James Fletcher. Mm-hmm. This guy was protecting James Fletcher by not reporting him. And he gets six months of Netflix. And the thing is, it's not just a life sentence for the victims because often the vi- like it affects their families, it affects generations. Like They have you know problems that then just g- cascade on and on and on. I just, it makes me sick to my stomach hearing about this guy. Yeah, absolutely. And it smacks of corruption. I, don't, I, I can't say that there's any... I'm, I'm not saying that anything corrupt has taken place. Oh, how could you not? But it looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks like somebody's been paid off, somebody's been gone. Yeah. You know, it just looks that way. It looks bad. And it particularly looks bad for the Catholic Church. It yeah, looks terrible for them. Why, don't, why aren't they standing up and screaming about this? Because, you know, it, it just... It just makes, you know, the Catholic Church over this whole situation has already, you know, born such a, you know, and this just makes them the laughing stock of the world. It does. I mean, you don't want to say it, but I'll happily say that it smacks of corruption. I mean, how can you, how can you, how can that even be the conclusion? Well, we don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah, but I mean. But it, it, it staggers the imagination, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's like, what kind of a world do we live in, you know, when these kinds of uh, sentences are, uh, are being handed down? But anyway, um, so not only that, but um, the uh, this particular individual, Archbishop Philip Wilson, is not resigning his position. He's not. Um, he's not being defrocked. <sighs> his ordination is not being annulled. He's not being disfellowshipped. Um, there is no disciplinary action being taken against him uh, that I know of uh, by the Roman Catholic Church, um, and he's free to continue uh, in his ministry after his six months of sitting on his couch watching Netflix at home. And you can only imagine if he's if that's how it's gone for him, how many more priests in the Catholic Church have done the exact same thing and it's just never come to light? Well, in any church, mm-hmm. because we need to recognize that there are no churches that are immune from it 
our church included. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just the Catholic Church has, you know, particularly been highlighted because there's been this particular issue and problem on a global scale. And, uh, you know, I've got some theories as to why that might be the case because they've got some different ideas in relationship to sexuality, but um, that's probably a story for another day. But it does bother me because this brings, you know, even people commenting on our Facebook page and, and, and they're making some, some pretty strong comments and I'm thinking, okay, where are you coming from? And I, and I go to their page and I have a look and it's like, okay, you're an atheist, fair enough. Why are you an atheist? And, and you start to look through and, you know, we, we are just giving them the, the, the information, yeah. giving them the, the ammunition that mm-hmm, they need. You can mm-hmm. understand why so many people are upset with religion right yeah, now yeah. because of some terrible things that have been done in relationship to religion. We just adding fuel to a raging fire and i know you just said that every church has this issue and uh, and i definitely um understand that you know every church has an issue with uh, pedophiles but do they really have such a high level of covering up by higher powers within the church as the catholic church does i feel like they they've like really set the well if you read the history of it yeah. um you know back through the last 2000 years then that's a um yeah, but anyway, whatever. Every every church is run by human beings, and anything that is run by human beings is going to, you know, be affected by human weakness and corruption mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and wrongdoing. So, you know, we need to recognise that. But this is just this is just it's just a terrible situation. And yeah, uh, it, I, I it is true that you it's, know, it's just bad for religion in general. If it's run by humans, it's going to be you know laced with corruption. But at the same time, when something like this comes to light, that's the opportunity for us to try and correct it. And this has come to light in a big way. And instead of doing anything you know good about it we've just you know given this guy six months netflix yes so if you uh have a justification for this kind of sentencing um in this kind of situation give us a call we'd love to hear from you i don't think i don't i don't think our phones are going to ring on this issue yeah i don't think there's a a single person in australia that would be game to stand up and say yeah this is just Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so let's um look at another story here the united kingdom is set to make conversion therapy illegal now this is an interesting one because when you look at conversion therapy this is um in relationship to homosexuality and converting people oh. from homosexuality and you know there's certainly you look at some of these conversion therapies and and some of them do practice some pretty bizarre stuff yeah yeah and I'm not going to stand, sit here and, and defend, you know, everything that is involved in conversion therapy by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, you can't have it both ways because we are constantly being told that gender is fluid. Mm-hmm. And so if gender is fluid, then what is stopping a person from saying, hey, I want to choose a different gender? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and therefore, I'm going to go through a process to do so. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, they've said, you know, a lot of what takes place in conversion thera- therapy amounts to, um, you know, mental, physical um, abuse and torture. Mm-hmm. A- and I'm not going to argue against that. I don't, you know, some of these practices, I look at it and I go, yeah, that's pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, of course. But at the same time, this is something the person consents to. This is something that a person chooses to do. Yeah. You know, are we going to – if you're going to outlaw that kind of thing, then you should, before you do that, outlaw th- things like BDSM. Yeah. Yeah, you know, bondage, yeah. sadomasochism. Mm-hmm. But we say, oh, no, no, that's fine because that's, you know, mental and physical torture that a person consents to. But yeah, it just Conversion makes- therapy is – you know, exactly the same. It is mental and physical torture that a person consents to. Yeah, I, is that and that want they want to do it. If if they if no one ever forces anybody into this kind of thing. If 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 people were being forced into it, 
Okay, yeah, I'd say outlaw that. Yeah, absolutely. But if they're wanting it, like, isn't that, wouldn't they consider impinging on their rights to tell them that they can't have a therapy like that? Yeah, and at the same time as all this is happening, of course, we celebrate barbaric torture and predatory behaviour in the media with things like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. You know, we release a movie like that, you know, some years ago now, but on on Valentine's Day... Mm Um, and, and, and it's like, okay, this one's right. You can do this, but you can't do that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's just, <clears throat> we live in a messed up world. Yeah, and Jesus is definitely coming I soon. I certainly hope he comes soon because the only thing that's going to sort all of this out. Okay. One more quick story before we finish up, mm-hmm. and that is artificial morality. <clears throat> and so programmers are in the process of grappling with this issue right now of how to create artificial morality and creating algorithms for artificial morality because of self-driving cars. What? Yeah. Okay, so if you are driving a self-driving car Uh up to an intersection at 60 kilometres an hour Uh and a group of pedestrians move out onto the intersection and there are also pedestrians on the sidewalk um, and the car loses its brakes, Mm -hmm. they now have to write an algorithm as... To who the car hits. Oh my goodness. And kills. Whoa. Okay, so does it hit the old lady, um, the young boy, um, the pedestrian that's sitting on the side of the street? Of course, the algorithm has to factor in doing the least possible harm. Yeah, that was my first thought. Was like, um, wouldn't you aim for the least amount of people? Okay, so that's 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 what's being uh, put out there. Of course, manufacturers are struggling with this because the least possible, the least amount of people is most likely going to harm you. So run the car into the wall, and you and your children in your car are the ones that are going to cop it because you have the best chance of surviving. Oh, that's tough. What would you do? Oh, I I go with with where they're heading with this, but it's a challenging one. One of those things that our world needs to uh, deal with as technology moves forward.
Welcome back, everybody. That was Mel Venus with I Want Jesus to Walk With Me here on Faith FM. Before we go to our interview, one more clue for our morning quiz. What have you got there for us, Mon? Okay, so this is a What Book Am I quiz. And the third clue is my fourth chapter says that church leaders were given to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Mm-hmm. There you go. Do you know what book that is? Yeah, I okay, got that one. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> if you think you know the answer, give us a clue. There's only one prize now. <laughs> I can't have double prizes now that Lyle's figured it out. Give us a call. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. You can text 0491-064-669. Okay, so this morning we have a very special person on the, on, on the phone for a guest interview, and this Ooh. person is in charge of a pub. Really? Yes. We're interviewing a pub owner? Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Lyle. Now, we've never had somebody um, on our radio show here, you know, on Christian radio who, uh, who runs a pub, but your pub it, it runs with a little bit of a difference, isn't that so? Oh, it's definitely different. <laughs> Very intriguing. Okay, so what, hap- what takes place in your pub? Um. Well, actually, I use pubs as a means of um, housing homeless people, but also I use the infrastructure of a pub, which is all the hospitality stuff, um, commercial kitchens and the bar and and all those things, to give training to people uh, so that they can uh, get employment in other places once they've... Uh, spent their time with us and they're ready to move on and find somewhere in the community to live. Okay, now we, we particularly want to talk about the uh, Empire Hotel in uh, Curry this morning and uh-huh. um, tell us a little bit about it, what it is exactly that you're running at the Empire Hotel. That's a, uh, a refuge there, right? Well, it's I call it a safe house because we're not technically what I would call a refuge because that tends to be mums with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've uh, looked at is the gap that was in services to homeless people. And one of the gaps is for single and mature aged women. And so uh, the hotel, uh, the pub, the tavern, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, provided me with all the infrastructure I needed to set something up uh, so, that allowed for a number of people to have accommodation. So how did the, how did this actually come about in, in, in the first place um, that you were able to use this particular building? Um, well, it's an interesting story, but it, it started back in 2014 uh, when I first, um, I used to work as a school counsellor mm-hmm. in a local Christian school and um, and I was offered a redundancy package because they were changing the position that I had and um, I decided to ask God what it was he wanted me to do, whether I should take the new position that they were offering or was there something else that God wanted me to do and uh, the answer I got to that prayer was I have wonderful things in store for you Mm. Um, and so I thought oh well I'll take the redundancy package and then shortly after that I met a homeless family sleeping in a car which was um, the parents and then three children Mm. Um, and so I helped them 
sort out some of their issues and, you know, find somewhere to live and a whole lot of other stuff. And that's mainly because my background was about 30 years in social welfare, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. working at frontline services. So the reason I've worked in those places is really because God called me to do that many years ago. Um, And at the time, I thought I was looking at retirement um, because I think I was 68 at the time. Mm -hmm. And... um, I was thinking, oh, well, I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to paint. I'm going to write. I'm going to do all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> got a cruise. But then, <laughs> but then God sort of said, no, I've got this other plan for you. And um, and so I found an old hotel where a gentleman was leasing that hotel, and I set that up with a friend. Actually, it was the mother of the family that was sleeping in the car. Right. Um, we worked together and uh, we started a, uh, at an old hotel in Maitland and we opened that as a refuge or a, a safe house for men because there wasn't a lot of um, accommodation for men around that offered support services as well as accommodation. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what we did. Um with a lot of prayer, uh, a lot of God's involvement in the day-to-day, um, praying with people, um, walking with them through life is basically what I believe in doing is um, that we minister just by being in a person's life and walking with them through the things of life. And so uh, that that's pretty much how it started. And then Sometime later, uh, a friend said she'd seen the tavern being available and um, I just had this overwhelming sense that I would one day end up owning the tavern. How, I didn't know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I just believed that God wanted me to own it and so um, I just kind of tracked down and did six months of research finding out who owned it, what was happening, and when was it going to auction. And it was a bit of a miracle day because um, I didn't have any money, and uh, but God said he would supply. Mm, and mm. so I just kept believing and truly just believing that God, if God wanted me to do it, he would provide it. And so <clears throat> I think it was the day of the auction and um, as my husband was walking out the door to work, I said to him, could you lend me the 10% that I have to have today to um, give to the auctioneers? And he said, no way. No way in the world. I'm not giving you nothing. Uh-huh. I thought, okay. So he's walking across the road and I call out and I say, you really sure about that? And he said, no, I'm not doing it. Okay. So he got in the car and I called out again. And he said, I've told you three times now, no, and I'm not going to give you the money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he drives away. And five minutes later, I get a text message. For all the good that you will do with this building, I will give you the 10%. 
Oh, oh praise God. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Now, yes, here's part was. of this. Let me share with you a part of the story that you may not be aware of. Because okay. at the same time as you had an impression that you needed to do something with that old pub when it became available, yep. one of one of our church members at Curry saw that the pub was available and began praying every day that somebody would buy it and turn it into a, woman, a women's refuge. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> no, it's not unbelievable. It's totally believable. That's how God works, isn't it? Isn't that how <laughs> that God's is work? Totally God works? How God works, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, That's, so, so, so so you know we we can really see the uh, the providence of God in, in in what is taking place here and the and and, and yeah. the good that is that is being done in the community. Yes, yeah. Well, see, I don't ever function <clears throat> like a lone wolf. To me, the whole thing is uh, if I can create a situation where the community will get involved, then homeless people uh, help to understand that they belong. Mm-hmm. And the community itself tells them that. So, by having the local community involved in what's happening, um, that that's the ministry side of it, and that's my heart mm-hmm. uh, for the community to say we care about you. You know, we we want to make sure things are are going to happen well for you. So, um, as soon as uh, I think word got out that we were going to use the place for that purpose. Um, We had people coming out of the woodwork wanting to do stuff, wanting to give us furniture and give us blankets and sheets and just constant stream of people from the local community wanting to help us. Mm, mm. Um, And so... Pretty much um, what happens there now, at the moment we have 10 uh, women uh, living there um, and part of the work that um, we do, we don't, we're not a boarding house as such because we provide a social worker or a support worker who helps the women with the different issues that they have. Some have led to homelessness and some are just, you know, the basic issues of life. Um, But having somebody walk through them with you makes a whole lot of difference. Oh, for sure. To getting things resolved. Mm. So it's it's a gentle sort of a ministry, but it's full of fun and full of heartache as well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what we're doing. But um, there is going to be quite a lot of changes there. People from the community will see. Um, as we do some more external renovations and upgrading and uh, those sorts of things. And we we do little things to raise funds for the charity, like we've got a car boot sale that's on there every third, I think it's third Sunday of the week, mm-hmm. of the month. Um, and, you know, that all goes towards the community being able to be part of what we do. Um We've got a dining room, but we've turned the old bars inside the place. Um, one of the bars, I think used to be the old ladies' lounge, um, <clears throat> has been turned into a coffee lounge. And I'm in the process at the moment of turning the men's bar into a health food bar, vegetarian um, meals and uh, products. So, so this is a pub that doesn't serve alcohol. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's a pub with no beer. Um, (laughs) That's wonderful. Uh, Although, although 
um, I am hoping to have ginger beers on tap. Oh, yeah. And apple ciders and things of that kind. Yum. Um, so that part of it hasn't started yet. I'm in the process of getting that organised. So... Well, we'll have to come uh, and be your first customers. I'll take a, I'll take oh, a tall ginger beer, be thanks. <laughs> that would be fabulous. And we're calling that section, like the program for the women's called New Beginnings. And the, um, because somebody told me that the Aborig- in the Aboriginal language, um, curry curry means meeting place or, or a, a new beginning place. So that was how the name came about. And then because Curry's the city of murals, um, we've called the dining room and the hospitality areas murals. So there'll be signs and all sorts of things going up shortly so people will know um, when we have the place up and running. And one of the ways the community can support us is by coming and having a meal there or you know that that's one way mm, that yeah, we yeah. can be supported. Absolutely. Um, we, we've got a program. We will have a program going called going called Pay It Forward, and the Pay It Forward is um, if somebody comes and has a meal, and they want to pay a meal forward for somebody who can't afford it in the community, then um, that money will be set aside. Uh, what we're wanting to do there is create a happy memories program, which is families who can't afford to take their children out to restaurants and places like that. Um, we'll have like a voucher system that goes out through the community, through the different um, services that work with families, uh, and they can give them one of these vouchers and they can bring their children along to have a nice experience a nice memory mm, mm, mm. um so yep there's all those ah, things fantastic that we're doing. and uh i know you also talked to me about um having a community garden there and all kinds of other things uh, yep. taking yep. place in, in, in the on the grounds out the back which of course would be um, of you know tremendous benefit to the to the women that are there in the in the in the building to be able to uh to be a part of that elizabeth thank yep. you so much for joining us today we have very oh, much pleasure. enjoyed having you come on and tell us about telling us about your pub and all the best with it <laughs> it's god's pub Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> That's not mine. <laughs> okay. Thanks, right. Elizabeth. We'll Thank talk you. again soon. That is just incredible. I just want to go down to this pub right now and, like, check it out. Yeah. Who would have thought about an alcohol-free refugee pub? I think this pub? will be the only pub that I will have ever – that I will ever frequent. frequent. Yeah, <laughs> I've too. been into the pub once or twice to use the toilet and that's about it. If you're in Curry Curry, New South Wales, go and support this pub. What a great cause. Lord, I feel like going home I tried and I failed And I'm tired Everything I ever done was wrong And I feel like going home Lord, I tried 
What's keeping you up at night? Your family? Your friends? Maybe your future? This weekend, Hamilton Adventist Church is hosting presentations on hot topics of climate change, the economy, and living a purpose-filled life. And we want you to join us in sharing your thoughts through roundtable discussion. Discover hope right here at Hamilton Adventist Church beginning 7pm Friday, July 6. For more info, call 0466-693-095 or visit discoverhopeseries.com. See you there.